0: To the Great Indoors, the
1: podcast which
0: reveals everything you ever needed to know about
1: interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Sophie Robinson. And I'm Kate Watson Smythe. And this week, as it's our last episode of the year,
0: we're in reflective mood. (laughs) I know, I cannot quite believe this is it, the end of 2023. Hasn't that whizzed by? And now we're like hurtling into christmas. Yeah, well they say, don't they?
1: Time time speeds up the older you get because, you know, <laughs> proportionally you've had more years, so the proportion of a year in your life is becomes much smaller, which is why children oh, is find that how yeah, that works? children apparently for children a day is very long because they've not had as many days, they've not had as many weeks, so it all becomes as a as a percentage of their life much bigger. It's quite interesting because
0: Arthur's 12, so A year is a twelfth of his life, which proportionally is really big. I had never thought
1: of it like that. Exactly. Well, there you go. We're all going to acknowledge that the 1980s were about 10 minutes ago. And there's that meme where it says to my children in their 20s or to Gen Z to come back to them again. The 1980s are as far away from them as the 1930s and 40s were for us. And I look at the 1930s oh, and 40s, well, it. that's, I mean, I'm not doing the sum, but that's broadly what they're saying. And so, you know, and yet I feel very clearly rooted in the 1980s. Let's be honest. That's apparently one explanation for why when you're a grown up, time seems to go faster. And particularly why when you're a grown up, it, it becomes increasingly hard to understand children's Utter excitement over Christmas because you're like, seriously, <laughs> I've got three weeks to do the shopping and buy the bloody turkey, and then it will be done. And the kids are going, No, it's never gonna come, it's so far away. And that's yeah, that's sort of why. Apparently, I like that as a theory anyway.
0: Yeah, obviously lots of excitement here. Arthur's very excited. The advent calendar is obviously well on its way. I think that's always such a lovely thing to do, isn't it? At Christmas. Also, do you wish we just take a breath on what 2023 has been like? You've you renovated two houses this year, Kate, or have I just actually that I
1: effectively have it's no wonder I'm feeling tired and grumpy and a bit emotional is it really we moved into this house in September 2022 and we pretty much started the renovation in January that was finished in April at which point we got the keys to the house in Italy which was the whole point of moving to this smaller house in London and the renovation started on that and we are Nearly there. We've had the mattresses have been delivered, the bed bases have been delivered. Wow. We are going back in a week or so to go and buy towels. So, you know, and the painting's finishing. We're nearly, nearly there.
0: So you're spending Christmas in your new house in Italy. How, that must feel quite exciting. That
1: is very exciting. And I, I feel like it's going to be a place of healing. We'll see. I think the builders will be there till pretty much their deadline is the 22nd.
0: Are you having Christmas lunch with them? Are you going? To... Uh, well, I said to them, <laughs> I said to them a
1: few months ago, I said, listen, guys, if you're finished on the 22nd, as you're supposed to be, you know, I will make...
0: 22nd? Yeah. Honestly, it's that close to the Oh, wire. yeah. Oh my and I goodness. said,
1: you know, I, I'll i do lunch on the 22nd. But actually, uh, the mad husband pointed out to me the other day, he thinks probably by the 22nd, there'll only be one of them left because it'll be that last <sighs> yeah, little bit. Yeah, of course. the person
0: doing the snagging at the end. I mean,
1: let's work on the principle that they all speak Italian and they're not they're not listening to this I have had a thought I wonder what I might do because we'll be there before Christmas when they are still there and I'd like to do something and I don't know whether this is a nice present or a really aggressive act I wanted to get together and do like a lucky dip so like a like a Santa sack but I thought it might be quite fun to put in it a jar of marmite a jar of marmalade some English shortbread some very, you know, a mini Christmas pudding. But then I thought they might just be horrified. I mean, you give, you give an Italian a Christmas pudding that he's got to steam for four hours or even a jar of Marmite. I mean, you know, I may find that all my electrics are short-circuited in the new year because they're really cross. <laughs> so I can't decide if that's like a fun thing to do or or really
0: terrible. Or a massive insult. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> I think it's a nice thing to do i think that sounds sounds lovely well for us we're going to be in our new kitchen for the first time this christmas well i was going to
1: say you've also turned your house upside
0: down almost literally exactly so that feels quite exciting that we're actually going to have you know this this yeah i mean every year um since we've lived in this house actually even when we lived in the flat i've always i've hosted christmas for the family for many many years when I think about it but this is going to be really nice because we're going to be all together in the kitchen diner and then we can open the doors into the conservatory I've got got my tree in the conservatory and when we've got the wood burner on do you remember my big wood burner that we have in that room when that's on oh my goodness it's so brilliant we're not heating the conservatory you know day to day but we will do over the festive period but actually I think the wood burner will do the job I've I've ordered my logs. We ordered some logs for the house in Italy and we've got this chap that used to
1: be the handyman for the previous owners and he sort of knows everybody and everything. And we said to him, you know, "Where, where can we get some logs from? And he took us on this journey to the... There's a film which I don't know if anybody's seen it, called the Truffle Hunters, um, because the truffle, we're in sort of truffle country. And we went to see this guy in his old farmhouse with his truffle hunting dog and his cap on and he had all these logs. I mean, it was like a proper sort of, I mean, it was really fantastic. So we've got, a, we've got two fireplaces and we've had the chimneys swept and they work. So we'll see.
0: Oh, how lovely. See, there's nothing like an open fire, is there? If you've got one, get your chimney swept get your log order in. I'm really looking forward to it. So I think I've shared on the podcast before, usually, traditionally, my mum's always cooked the Christmas lunch. But you know, one thing and another, it's just not something she can manage anymore. So me and my brother are taking the helm and we had our meeting on what we're going to cook. And you know what, it's interesting, when I really broke it down, I thought, essentially, this is just a giant Sunday roast. Yeah. Isn't it? And This is what's brilliant about me being in control with it. Because my mum, because she's really into the cooking and hosting and all of that kind of stuff. She'd go so, in my view, over the top. There'd be canapes and there'd be starters. There'd be so many different sauces. There'd be five different puddings. Oh my God, honestly, Kate, like absolutely epic. And even now, we're just trying to rein her in. So I've got her to agree that we won't be having a starter Christmas this year because I always find if you're laying the table for a starter that's more cutlery more china usually if you're trying to get the starter ready you know the main lunch is still cooking it's just too many plates so we've ditched the starter and we're just doing canapes and quite simple ones and then we're going to do the traditional Christmas lunch which is quite straightforward. My friend Soph's coming with her kids. They're vegetarian. So she's doing a massive tray of nut roast. So you're not doing the chicken pie? I'm not doing the chicken pie. We're going to actually do a capon, which is a giant chicken. And then roast potatoes, Brussels sprouts, peas and carrots. Gravy, bread sauce, cranberry sauce, done. And I suddenly just felt really calm. I think sometimes it's just like simplifying things. But it's interesting that,
1: let me preface this by saying, I know your mum and I love your mum. I love your mum dearly. But there is part of the problem I think for me is that that pressure which is potentially self-imposed what on earth possesses her to do five puddings who needs five puddings Mm. that I think is what I find really stressful about it and actually my approach to it has always been what you've just said I want it to be I sort of don't I'm not interested in it being Christmas per se what I want is to have the perfect Sunday with with presents (laughs)
0: way of looking at and you, it but do
1: you know, and it's that idea and, and the food thing because one thing we always do let's put this out there now my childhood Christmases were quite regimented and and I'm aware at this point that there may be people who say well recollection recollections may vary my recollection <laughs> is that it was quite regimented everybody all, all the boys men had to wear a tie Ooh. and a jacket and, you know, everybody turned up at a certain time and there was a drink here and there was lunch at one o'clock on the dot and it was very much sort of over by about one thirty-five. There was an overwhelming feeling that it, it was a bit of a chore and had to be done. And I don't recall it being particularly joyous. And obviously all those family tensions spill to the surface. So my, my reaction against that is this notion of, I just want to make a nice Sunday and we all get presents. And the food then becomes pared down because we have a Christmas which is just the four of us the mad husband and the mad sons and everybody gets up when they want nobody has to get dressed if they don't want to I'm not into forcing people no ties Do you know I mean? and no, no, no ties if you want to I mean you know if you want to stay in your pajamas all day you can you know I I don't want rules and pressure and what has to be done so we tend to have a kind of brunchy breakfast. Traditionally, it's now become smoked salmon and scrambled eggs, but we probably won't have that till 10. So then lunch becomes much later. We might not do lunch till three or four in the afternoon. And for me, that was the treat. I have often said possibly not on the podcast that I went out with my first boyfriend, bearing in mind I'm an only child. Went out with my first boyfriend because he was one of five. And I absolutely loved the fact that when they had Sunday lunch, it was always supposed to be at one o'clock and it never actually happened till about two thirty because it was so chaotic. And then everybody would sit around the table for hours. And that, that's also kind of that Italian thing, that I love that slightly chaotic element to it
0: because it feels relaxed it right? feels
1: more relaxed
0: it is it's your perfect Sunday with presents exactly and I'll then totally I think that, that takes
1: the pressure off it
0: you know it's really interesting though isn't it those family traditions like I have I am tussling with my mum to let go yeah of this extraordinary feast that she has all that has always defined her Christmas I'm bucking against that feeling of tension and i'm not my mum i'm just not it that into cooking so for me it's keeping it simple so i can spend time with the family like you never saw my mum at kid- christmas she was always in the kitchen yeah you know i'm knocking on the door of 50 and i still haven't actually ever cooked christmas lunch On my own. yeah, And yet I've hosted it for about the last 15 years. So it's quite amazing how I've managed to do that. But my brother's a really good cook. We're going to do it together. And Tom actually will also muck in. But I think, yeah, working to everybody's strengths rather than just the one person having to do it. Oh, I tell you another good thing. If anybody's out is listening to this, looking for ideas. A good friend of mine who's also every year, she's a matriarch of her family. She's ditched doing all the cooking. And now she buys everything from cook. Do you know that? Oh yes, the Frozen Company. Yeah, The sort of posh ready meal company. And apparently you can buy your entire Christmas dinner from them. Turkey, sauces, vegetables, roasties, parsnips, everything. And they're all in trays and you just book it for like 12 people and you just put the trays in. And she said, I mean I have not researched this, but she said to feed 12 for Christmas lunch is £200 and actually her dad's offered to pay for it and that's his Christmas gift to everyone I thought oh my god that's great that's
1: very cool takes the pressure
0: off it's quite interesting that I bought the I bought the papers and there was just so many heavy supplements and extra things of gift guides and luxury gift guides and I just there was a part we got really like do people actually want this just pages and pages of th- i don't know it just seemed like really really. i mean d- don't don't <laughs> get me wrong i'm not on.
1: anti-consumerist god knows i love stuff and you know there's always stuff i want at christmas but
0: has it got out of hand that might make me sound scrooge like no i well i'm married to the ultimate christmas scrooge tom finds it deeply uncomfortable the consumerism he's really anti it and and so are his family so that's his traditional christmas is not to do go hard on presents. And I had the opposite. My parents loved the more presents they could cram under the tree the better. Yeah. But even to the point I remember my dad, my dad worked in the motor industry and he used to wrap, you know like you get loads of kind of like corporate giftware like tons <laughs> and paperweights. <laughs> Did and he you wrap, wrap them books. all up for you. Oh my god, me and my brother always got loads of like Volvo Corporate giftware.
1: That's hilarious. Key
0: rings. I know. Just because it was like he just wanted more stuff to wrap and put under the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lovely! A Volvo key ring. Just what I've always wanted at the age of seven.
1: Marvelous! And here's a golfer engraved from BMW. Brilliant! Just what I always wanted. I'm kind of here for that. that. I think we should do an anti-Christmas. Yeah. Wrap up all the corporate (laughs) gifts.
0: So I find I find the present giving hard because it's always about the children. It's always about Arthur. But as parents of an only child, I don't want my Christmas day to just be us adults all staring at Arthur opening his presents. That doesn't work. I mean, what kind of a message is that to a child? You know, like, oh, you're just, you know, it's all about you and it's just your present. So I do have to say to all the rallies... Come on, let's just get each other, you know, little centre candle, a bar of soap, a notebook. Something. A jar of chutney, but just something so that we're all doing that gifting opening thing on the day. I mean, I buy my own Christmas presents, I'll be honest. Do you know, do you want to know what my Christmas present to myself is this year? Yeah, what? I've actually already got it. <gasps> it was because of the Black Friday sale. I succumbed. I got myself a cordless Dyson Hoover. Oh, God. Okay, I love it. I've got to that age in my life where I get really excited about a Hoover. It's actually happened. The
1: interesting thing about that is though, and i've just I've just written a piece about Christmas presents I've spoken about my Christmas present thinking before. If Tom had given you a cordless Dyson Hoover, you'd have brained him with it. But because you've given it to yourself. So so the point I was making is if people want a practical present, there's nothing wrong with a practical present if that's what you want of a steamer, a hoover or something. But I think and this is this is not if you're self-gifting, but if you're thinking of gifting to someone else who's been complaining about their iron all year, you know, buy them an iron, but also maybe buy them Or give them a a dinner reservation at the same time or a hotel reservation. So the key is kind of, you know, I'm giving you this iron because I think you want it. But where we're going, you won't need to do the ironing for a weekend. Or we're going somewhere where someone else will do the hoovering. So just make that practical gift a little bit more joyous for the person receiving it. Unless, of course, you're self-gifting, in which case, I mean, I see no hope for you. There is no way on this earth I am gifting myself a hoover. If I need a hoover, I will buy one in February. But that ain't a present. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, I gone. I go slightly the other way with the Christmas presents because, again, that sort of obligation of having to buy presents for all sorts of people... Who you only see once a year, perhaps not in your case, and and who you don't know very well. You don't know what they like, you don't know what they want, and so you you end up because of budget constraints giving them something that you think it may they might like, but they might not. They might regift it. And I look back now. My grandmother famously had a present drawer, and now I think about it, you know, it was possible that that was entirely full of all the things she'd been given that she no longer wanted. She could always whip something out of there. But so I also approached a while ago that notion of, okay, if we're all going to be here together, let's get everybody one present that they want. So we're all going to throw in a fiver or a tenner or whatever your budget is and get that person that lovely scarf that they're going to wear all year. I'd rather have a beautiful scarf I'm going to wear all year than, you know, a pair of novelty socks that I'm never going to wear again, or a notebook, which, you know, well, you can imagine I'm quite fussy about notebooks, Um, you know, or or a Volvo branded pen. I mean, actually, a Volvo branded pen might be quite entertaining. Um, But again, it's doing it that way. So it's not about getting loads of tat that you don't necessarily want, but having a bit of a, a ring round beforehand and saying, okay, well, actually, I would really like this scarf. And if everybody throws in a fiver, I can have it and I will love and adore that all year. My
0: brother did really well. He bought Tom a uh, a bottle opener, beer bottle opener, Really nice one, though, really heavy brass one. I was genius. He loves that bottle opener. And then my brother was like, what do I do this year? And I was like... Well, oh. why doesn't he buy this year? He should buy the bottles. Yeah, he did say that, actually. He said, should I just buy him some beer? Yeah. It's not easy buying for, the, buying for the men. You've got three men in your family. How do you cope? Well, one of them I've
1: got the sort of hang of, and I can't tell you what I've bought him this year, but it's genius.
0: Oh. Because he's...
1: No, well, I can't... Because he's actually upstairs and this house, is not that soundproof. And the other two... My elder one has got quite strict... And actually, he's kind of taken my route. He slightly broke my heart a few years ago. He said, I don't want a a, a Christmas stocking. <gasps> oh, what age was that, Kate? When does that bombshell come? Well, he was probably... Well, it doesn't for everybody because I always quite like the idea of doing them as adults. But he was probably about... What is he now? 22. So he's probably about 17. 17, 18. And he was like, I don't want... Because I don't want, you know, all the tat that I don't want. Yeah, I want yeah, yeah. to have stuff I want. So... What I've sort of done every year now is is buy things that he might need alongside things he wants. So, you know, I might give him some really nice face wash, which he would use ordinary stuff during the year. But I might give him that or I might buy him traditionally. I've always bought him a new set of gym T-shirts or something. So there's a bit of practical in it that I've spotted he might need. But also, you know, then they, they have a list and he's, you know, this year he's like there's a particular pair of trousers I want. I've tried to find them in the sale. They're not in the sale. Can I have those? So yes, you can have them because then you know that that's not what he want. And and I think the final years of of it when it was like, well, I'm going to buy you little card games and little you know, th- and they were a bit like you know. I don't well, want Arthur's it, already you
0: know? Arthur at twelve's already growing out of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we talked a lot about how we look after everybody else, the presents we're buying for our family, the lunches we're cooking for everybody. But do you have a tactic on how you actually take care of yourself this time of year? Because I find for me as my voice is probably letting everybody know is I'm absolutely on my knees usually yeah. this time of year you know the bugs are going around I'm really tired, I'm trying to wrap up work I think because of because it is winter you know and it's a hibernating withdrawing time of year, and then we're sort of all told to wear. Oh, okay, oh I mean, let we can get into this, but we're all told to wear sequin outfits and go out partying. And actually, I don't want to. No, well, I, <laughs> I want you to know to put my fluffy socks on, get the fire going, and have an early night. But I think the the greatest gift you
1: can give yourself is understanding who you are, which sounds quite heavy. But I am apparently an, an what am I? I'm an extroverted introvert. Basically, I don't like parties. I mean, I I find them enormously stressful. My voice will no longer hold out for them. I'm worried about how I'm going to get home. It's cold, it's dark, it's wet so I really want to be invited so the greatest gift you could give me is absolutely invite me to all your things but completely understand that you're not going to go and react (laughs) with love when I say I ain't coming (laughs) you know and that for me is absolutely joyous and if I can then stay at home on the sofa you know with my cashmere socks on reading a book that's my that's my joy
0: yeah I know I I follow Fan Cotton on um, Instagram and she regularly makes a point of the fact she doesn't go to parties and I think it's always it's particularly interesting for someone like her who's you know a media celebrity you think oh she must be going off to i tell you what i feel sometimes with my instagram that 95 percent of the people are spending their time at parties this month but I mean, that's the other
1: great danger it's of instagram isn't it
0: christmas party spam but it's but I'm it's like...
1: uh, it this is the thing we really must remember that instagram is is a showreel of people's best bits and you know they people you know it fits the narrative that people are going to parties all the time they're decorating they're doing all
0: this you know. This post that Fern Fern shared, she was just in her dressing gown with her cat watching telly. And she was like, this is what I'll be doing <laughs> this Christmas. And I just thought, oh, yeah, that looks brilliant. It looks brilliant. But, but you know, there is all that hype and people wanting to
1: show it. But equally, and I count myself among this, I don't want to look at someone in their dressing gown weeping on their own. You know, that's not going to make me feel any better about myself. That's going to make me feel bad for them. And then I'm going to worry that they're not having a good time. So I think I think you've got to dip in and out of these social medias with a, with a really big pinch of salt. We get fed so much snow and Santa about christmas and i feel i've always felt that you know there's a bit of me that wakes up on christmas morning if there's no snow that's just depressing i feel betrayed Uh, i I can't bear and i find it because we never get it we never we never get the snow but you do you feel feel cheated cheated and 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 also (gasps) what's more i don't mind waking up if it's if it's a clear day with a with a frost and a sparkling frost and a blue sky, lovely. Nine times out of ten, nine years out of ten, we wake up and it's that kind of grey sky with yeah, a bit of drizzle. Drizzle, and I yeah. just feel that's really miserable. And everybody pops through the door in their glad rags and their streamers, and it's this really miserable weather. And there's something about that I don't like, mm. you know, and that's, that's not its fault. That is not the weather's fault. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to blame that, but I think that also. It's the Christmas movie's fault. Yeah. And, the Christmas and that cards plays fault. into that hype of, you know, we're all going to have a lovely time. We're all going to love each other. No one's going to have an argument. There's going to be snow on the ground. And, you know, the moths have not eaten my Christmas jumper. And, you know, I think we, we, we need to treat it like another day. That's a bit special rather than this kind of, because then everybody feels like a failure when it doesn't live up and there's always that thing isn't it i've used to say often that for me the best bit of christmas was the anticipation i used to love before i had children and i had 40 billion presents to wrap I used to love my favourite part of Christmas was actually Christmas Eve and it would be sitting around the fire with a glass of wine, wrapping the presents and having the time to wrap presents in that beautiful Instagram way that, you know, I've got two sons. They couldn't care less if I've spent three hours making a Christmas tree ribbon and tucking a slice of dried orange into it. They don't care. It ain't happening. I haven't got time. So before all that, I used to do a bit of that and that was lovely. I would also say in amongst all that pressure to have everybody round, you know, that if you find that there's a Christmas row or someone doesn't enjoy Christmas or doesn't want to be there and finds it all a massive chore, well, maybe make an arrangement to see them separately at a time that isn't Christmas when the pressure's off rather than feeling obliged to have them at that time where
0: they might bring the whole thing down. That's a bit difficult when it's your husband, though, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> shall i say tom do you want to go and take yourself off to the garden shed for 24 hours and but, come back but and you Bob know
1: <laughs> well maybe but maybe
0: he can stay in bed for as long as he wants to stay in bed and he can watch tv or do whatever he wants and then he can come for the meal to be fair he's done really well you know after what are we on now coming up to 14 years of marriage he's he's on board with it he's got his head round it he's good he's good on christmas day because i think as well it's about creating memories for the kids isn't it with all these with all these things so i've i've got a good little quiz for us to start feeling a little bit more positive jolly and excited about the big day. So this is inspired by uh, a reel I saw on Sophie Ellis-Bexter's Instagram account. It was a a collab with uh, Radio 2. I think it's something they did on a Radio 2 show where they gave Sophie lots of traditional Christmas foodie bits and she had to rate them in a tier of how important they are.
1: I have no idea what these questions are. So I'm going to have to be instinctive. Think on my feet. Go on them. You've
0: got to rate them. To just do top, middle and bottom. Of really important. Yeah, they've got to kind of be there. No, I'm not even bothered if that doesn't turn. I'm going to say no, children. none of them have to be there if you don't want well, them. Well, I know you are. But come on, we're trying to get you back into the Christmas spirit. So play the game with me.
1: <laughs> right, Christmas okay. turkey
0: cake. Oh, uh, well, I have a chicken. Yeah, so that's not it. So what are you putting that? Top, middle or bottom? Bottom then. Okay, cranberry sauce. Your middle. Middle. Brussels sprouts. Like them. Top, but only with bacon. Top. Bacon or chestnut? Oh, you do them with bacon. Oh, do you? Yes. Or almonds. My mum does chop some almonds. And huh? be really interesting. Yeah. Christmas pudding.
1: Oh, I love Christmas pudding, but I never oh, eat it. So
0: interesting. So I've stopped buying Christmas puddings because they, nobody ever eats them. So they've no. gone. They've dropped off my chart. After years of buying them, no more. Bye bye to the Christmas pudding. Christmas cake. Oh no, bottom. Nobody's eaten. By the time you've had everything else. Yeah. Okay, well, we've cut the Christmas cake. There's a few men in my household who like a bit of Christmas cake. Pigs in blankets. Top. <laughs> yes, <same. laughs> I'll just have that. <laughs> eggnog. Oh, yuck! I no. Know. Interesting, right? I've actually never, I've actually never had eggnog. Nor
1: have I, but I just, on principle, that's a no. I mean, that's just got to be cold custard in a glass, no? Yeah. Okay.
0: Interesting. Uh, bread sauce. Oh, yes. Mince pies. Yeah. Again, probably might eat them all the way through December. Probably haven't got room for them on the day. Yeah. Those little devils keep, don't they? They go on and on and on. Interestingly, there's been a bit of press about mince pies about the fact that everybody buys them, nobody eats them. I've noticed that's been discussed. But uh, I tell you what, they never hang around in my house. No, I love them, but they've got to
1: be warm. And then you've got to take the top off and then you put a little bit of cream under the lid and put the Mm, lid back on. Nice. Not
0: interested in a cold one. Homemade or shop-bought with your mince pie? Oh, for
1: God's sake. (laughs) Shop-bought?
0: Have you met me? (laughs) My brother's making our mince pies this year. They're going to be delish. Maybe I'll send you a tray. Okay. Um, Panettone. Love it. Started eating that already. (laughs) Toasted for breakfast. Mulled
1: wine. I don't like hot wine. I don't know. And then this is an interesting one. Yorkshire pudding. Oh, love it. Well, interesting. That is an interesting one. I love a Yorkshire pudding. I make a very good Yorkshire pudding. But I would not traditionally approve of putting that with a turkey or a chicken that goes with the beef i'm so glad you said that because i agree that's a beef it is a beef thing although Although my boys like them and i have i have i have been persuaded to add them to the chicken dinner
0: they were on uh sophie ellis baxter's christmas table So that's why my eyebrows raised. I was like, oh, is that a thing? And I think it should be. If you like Yorkshire puddings, we love Yorkshire puddings. I think I might add them. Uh, Do
1: you know, the other thing, though, I find really weird is you look at, because everybody. the other thing everybody does is on Christmas Day, they then post their Christmas lunch. Like everybody doesn't know what it looks like. And is that, that's a kind of arms race. (laughs) That's a kind of arms race of who's has the best lunch. I see an awful lot of roast potato and mashed potato. What? Why do you need two sorts of no. potatoes? What, two I see it That is wrong. Pick a side.
0: Roast or mash? <laughs> <Yeah>. It's right, <wrong. laughs> clearly. Because <laughs> um, we're having so much fun with this, I want to ask you a few more Christmas questions. So we're moving off the Christmas table now onto other traditions, which we kind of touched on in a recent podcast, but we're going to bring it through again. Crackers. Well. Oh, I
1: like a cracker, but they're mostly rubbish and terribly expensive. Yeah,
0: so it was interesting, wasn't it? When we did our Thrifty Christmas, I talked about ditching the crackers. I had quite a lot of um, backlash through my Instagram with people going, no, you've got to have a cracker, but there's all these fabric reusable crackers that you can invest in yeah while
1: you see. but can you pull oh, those because the whole point because you can't pull the fabric apart so
0: you're so will you have crackers on your christmas table this year
1: yes because my children love them so i will have to have them but i mean that'll <laughs> probably be half the christmas budget gone up the spout because you know they don't want ones that have just got a joke and a hat and a bit of plastic tat in. it's like you know all right i see okay charades or charades? Well, no. Clearly, charades. I would say no. Horrible. No, no. Why would you make me stand up in a room full of people and humiliate myself by trying to be pretend to be something I'm not? Do you no, play any Christmas games? We might play a round of Kaluki, which is a card game. I think it's a kind of Jamaican poker. Ah. Um, we might have a round of that. What did we buy one year? It was a fiendishly complicated board game called Escape from Colditz, and we spent about an hour trying to understand the rules, and then it just literally went out the window.
0: When you're, yeah, full of mulled wine and turkey, that's not also the best idea. Oh well, we're 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 a big fan of party games in uh, in our house. Because, I can imagine. Can imagine, sparkly Christmas dress. Well, no, clearly. <laughs> No, you're not
1: going to force me to wear things I don't want to wear. Pyjamas. Well, what I might have, you know, I've got a pair of now quite elderly, very much adored cashmere leggings. Ooh.
0: Ooh. Oh, I'm here for that's that. That's what I'll wear. That's what you pair wear. A pair of cashmere leggings. Yes.
1: I've had them for about 10 years. Maybe I'll treat myself to a new pair. And, you know, uh, a sweatshirt. I mean, I, to, to to come out the other side of that, we always spend New Year with friends and I will dress up on New
0: Year's Eve. Oh, so that's when the sparkles come out. Well,
1: I wouldn't go so far as to say it's the sparkles, <laughs> but, you know,
0: I might wear a skirt with a pair of trainers. And then finally, our, one of our big Christmas traditions is a long boxing day walk. No. Do people in London go
1: walking? (laughs) No we go to the park well when the boys were small we'd go to the park but again if people want to go on a walk let's go on a walk you know because we we had dogs and we all had to go on a walk and I'm sure the fresh air was very good for us but it felt you know it was it was turned into a chore so no let you know sometimes it's lovely let's go on a walk and we've done that before we go on a big walk around hamster teeth and you end up bumping into loads of people you know and you go to the pub lovely if everybody's in the mood for that let's do it if someone
0: doesn't want to do it or the weather's not nice we don't have to do it well that's the plan no forcing (laughs) okay I hope I've re-inspired you to feel a little bit excited about Christmas well no I am very excited I very much look forward to my Sunday lunch with presents in your cashmere leggings in my cashmere leggings
1: what I'm dipping out of is all the hype and pressure beforehand Mm. I just don't let it get to me and that
0: that's my Christmas message to you dear listener reject the pressure so that's all we've got time for this week indeed this year so uh, obviously we'll be back in january but in the meantime it's just over to me and kate to wish you a very very merry christmas
1: and a happy holidays wherever you are whatever you're doing and whoever you are choosing to spend it with or not choosing <laughs> and all that remains now is to thank our lovely long-suffering producer sarah Cudden of feast collective
0: and a big thank you to you and we'll see you in the great indoors